All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special Wu-Pig Suey edition of Cornerstones tonight, episode number two. I am very pleased and excited to have Wes and Channing Lamb, the beautiful and stunning Channing Lamb, and her equally as gorgeous and handsome husband and soulmate, Wes Lamb. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Parker. Thanks for the good words. Just trying to keep up with you in the looks department. Yeah. <laughs> you have no problem doing that. Um, but I have known Weston Channing for, I think, about seven years now, going on seven years. Um, we met through a couple other Arkansas guys. I met them when I was at an, actually another wedding in Arkansas and then came back two years later for their wedding. I guess um, I guess I was on the dance floor for the first wedding. And so they're like, all right, let's get this. Let's get this clown back here. <laughs> You've been to Arkansas uh, far too many times, by the way. <laughs> I've probably been to Arkansas more than everyone in my high school combined easily but i have amazing wonderful memories down there and your guys wedding was incredible it was so much fun minus the fact that blair just like stole my heart and broke it um but you know i'm slowly but surely getting over that but anyways um i've known them for a long time they're one of my favorite couples dear dear friends of mine and the best news is 18 months ago they moved up to new york which uh i know it took a little bit they went from the which will get into their story, but they went from Arkansas to Charlotte, right? To Nashville and then New York. So they bounced around. Finally made it out of the South. It was about time. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully. That's no joke. Yeah, it was definitely it, time. It, it, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I could tell when I when I hung out with you guys in Brooklyn that you definitely have, have found your new home in New York. So uh, without further ado, I will introduce that. Well, let them introduce themselves. Um, Channing, do you want to start? Just give us a couple facts about you you know what you do for work where you're from um all that good stuff and channing lamb maiden name chola i'm from a very small little italian community in northwest arkansas and i am a project manager for johnson and johnson amazing so channing's doing important work these days johnson johnson (laughs) don't don't believe what they tell you about the vaccine yeah (laughs) still get your shot guys this is not this is this is not Dr. Fauci advertisement, but just get your shot. And Wes? So a little bit about me. I'm also from a very small town in Arkansas. Like you said at the beginning of this call, we pig suey because <laughs> we both root on those hogs. But yeah, from a small town in Arkansas, um, I have a twin brother who Parker knows very well. Um, we, we grew up, went to the University of Arkansas, kind of stayed in that area uh, a little while after college. We'll be getting into that a little bit because Channing and I met a little after college in that area. And now I'm in New York, work in sales, uh, much like yourself, Parker, software sales, startup community here in New York, which is uh, an interesting community to be a part of. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about me. Amazing, amazing. I mean, Wes is humble, but he is the director of sales at a startup. <laughs> So he's, he's, yeah, kind of, yeah. he's kind of a big deal. There's one person in the sales department. So very small <laughs> startup, but we're getting there. <laughs> so by default. Um, okay, great. And can you tell us a little bit about like how you guys met? Can you give us some context too? Chang, we can start with you, but just maybe context as to where you were in life. Um, and then, yeah, just give us a whole story about how Wes swept you off your feet. Uh, oh, yeah. this will be good. This is a good one. <laughs> So uh, it was about a year after, or I guess it was the summer after I graduated college and he graduated the first or the year before me. And we had a lot of mutual friends, but I didn't have no recollection of ever knowing him. And at the time I was uh, living with somebody and she was a bartender and her fellow bartender was having his annual birthday party. It was in August and he always had a swim party over at his um, parents' house. I was extremely hesitant to go because I didn't know who I would know at the party. I had not known who her bartender friend was. So I really didn't want to go. And she talked me into going for a couple hours. We get there and I knew like a handful of people. So I was a little bit more at ease. And then in walks the lamb twins. And I see this guy across the uh, pool in the deck. And he has bright red swimsuit uh, shorts on. And I looked at my roommate, I go, who is that? I had been at the gym back then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is either Nate or Wes Lamb. I was like, okay. And so he ended up going and sitting by somebody who I actually knew at the party, which was great. 
So I went and sat beside him and my friends, and, I, and my opening line was, you have really pretty eyelashes. Wow. I mean, wow. that's all of an opening line. Right? That, that is, yeah. That is. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, he's never heard it before as an opening line. I was going to say, and that's attention to detail, too. I mean, she must have been checking you out for a long time. Yeah. Now look at us. Here we are. <laughs> what was your version of that story? Is that is that the entire version of your story? Well, I mean, after that, I mean, you can tell the rest. But, like, we went on a date. I don't know. No, we can't get there. No, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, right, yeah. We got to see how the, the party unfolded. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah, the, the party unfolded in in a in a in kind of a unique way because I I definitely didn't close, so uh -huh. you know, getting to that second date was difficult. But but let's let's bring it back a little bit. Um. So so yeah, we met very much how she she said we met. We we met through a mutual friend at uh, his birthday party, which was a pool party during the summer. Uh, two of my friends actually their birthdays are in August, so they would always throw this big pool party. So. You know, as a guy, I'm thinking this is great. There's going to be girls over there in bikinis. Maybe there's going to be some girls that you know that I can holler at. Me and my buddies can holler at. Well, you have to remember, we're in a small college town in Arkansas, so usually you, you pretty know, much know everyone or, or right. know of someone. So I was just you know kind of crossing my fingers that you know not those usual girls are going to be over there, but some some fresh some fresh flavors. You know, you feel me? <laughs> Some new uh, hogs, some new yeah, hogs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyways, her and, and her friend walked in, who, which I knew her friend a little bit better. She did bartend at one of the bars uh, in, in town, and we knew her, her through some other friends as well. Uh, but I actually knew of her. Uh, I think I met her one time. Yeah. Wow. She, said she didn't know who I was. Whatever. Maybe I wasn't as popular on campus as no her. Way. I don't know. No. Um, but no, I, I met her at a bar one night. I was wearing an Arkansas Razorback t-shirt. She came up. She's like, nice t-shirt. I'm like, all right. Like, I didn't know how to take it. Like, are you... <laughs> well, clearly she didn't like the t-shirt. She liked, yeah, exactly. she liked right. the guy wearing the t-shirt. Yeah. Are you making fun of me for wearing like the hogs t-shirt at a hogs bar? Am I supposed <laughs> to have my polo on or something since we're in the South? <laughs> she, yeah. She was definitely flirting with you. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Um, and this is probably like two years prior. Um, so anyways, sitting there in the pool and, um, you know, now that we've been together forever and she's told this story, she did kind of make it easy on me because she just came over and sat next to me <laughs> and I guess started started talking to me. And I was, you know, attracted to her physically, but I kind of had in the back of my mind, like that was that girl that was making fun of my T-shirt a couple of years ago. So I was I was a little like reserved at this point. Like, OK, what's going on here? Right. Uh, but no, she, she starts talking to me um, and, uh, you know, we're having a good time chatting. A couple of our other friends are around there as well. It's not like we were just off in the corner of the pool, like, you know, eyes met and, and, and that was that. But um, she's telling me, you know, I, I think she's trying to make herself, you know, sound cool or whatever it is. I mean, which is great. You know, that that's that's endearing uh -huh. now to think back to, to think, <laughs> man, Channing was like hitting on me, trying to make herself sound like cool. She was telling me about how she's grew up in this little town, tiny town outside of Springdale. And she's been pulled over like 14 times and never got a ticket, <laughs> because, whatever, because like her family, like, you know, they're it's a small town. They know the police, whatever. whatever. She's got away with words, of course. Yeah, like this is crazy. But anyways, it, it didn't go anywhere, even though I think we, we both probably were attracted to each other, at least physically, like it was it was a fun conversation, but she had to leave because she had to go to the Tawny Town Grape Festival that night. I was working that night. Yeah, she was working at the Grape Festival. So I'm, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people, you know, in, in, in and around the New York City that listen to this and think, man, what are what they doing? <laughs> what is a Grape oh. Festival? Yeah, so the Great Festival is a little festival that that her uh, her her Catholic church puts on in the area, but it's it's honestly like kind of this this big deal for the little community. It's three nights long, and a lot of people at the church go and work it. Um, but she's like, "Hey, come out to the Great Festival, blah blah blah." And, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm not coming to the Great Festival. I'm going to Dixon Street, which Parker, you've frequented Dix Dixon Street a couple of times. Sorry, twenty first. Yep, twenty first. It's our college street. But anyways. She goes off of that, you know, of course I go to Dixon Street and, and do the the normal, um, you know, drink 15 beers or whatever it is. Um, go to sleep, you know, that night didn't, uh, didn't, you know, didn't, think didn't hit a home run with anyone else at the bar. <laughs> Wasn't necessarily trying to, <laughs> but I kind of thought that was that. And um, yeah, I guess, I guess that takes us to like getting into to how the relationship really started. Yeah, yeah. So, so to go back, so you guys hang out at the party, right? Channing's putting on the full court press. 
you're not sure how to take it. You're like, I struck out. You know, last time this girl was making fun of me. Now she's talking about gorgeous eyelashes. Yeah. She's, she's just running laps around my brain right now. Like, she's got me all tongue tied. You know, which is obviously that still goes on now. Channing right. is still wearing the pants. For so sure. you guys hung out at the party, I assume, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So obviously you were hitting it off at the party and yeah. vibes were good. Yeah. I didn't have his number. I didn't have any. So my husband um, is off the grid, has no social media accounts, no nothing. So I yeah. didn't really have a way to get a hold of him. I didn't close on the number either which I look back at that and I should have closed on at least the, the phone number back then, you know, this right. is, uh, I don't know how many, nine years ago, nine you know, back then years. you had, to, you got, you got to get the phone number. Oh, yeah. of course. You no, know? you can't yeah. look anyone up really. I mean, oh, no, yeah, yeah. no. Uh, so my roommate did some, uh, investigating for me and, uh, one of our mutual friends was Alex and Alex had like got a group together and we all went out that night. Right. Or did y'all come over to my our house? See, she just can't even remember the beginning of the relationship. It's it's one of the two. It's it's just been so great that you know, like, <laughs> it's all blur. I know that Alex, our our mutual friend Alex Davis, help no, no. Alex Tejada, yeah, not helped Davis. us to like connect again, and then I think we exchanged numbers. You probably know it better than I do. Yeah, that's that's exactly how it happened. So uh, one of your friends, Channing, had to like link you guys. Yeah, I guess I was still thirsty. I needed to get his number. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, that, that next week. So I think the birthday party was probably on a Saturday. And mm -hmm. then I would say on Wednesday, I'm at the gym mm -hmm. doing my thing. Cause that's, that's back in the day when I was in shape, in shape, like Sean or whatever. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, but I was, I was at the gym with Nate and I get a text message from one of my buddies, Alex, who happened to be like one of her really good friends as well probably our closest mutual friend. Like I was really close with Alex. She was, was like a sister to Alex. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that, that we really didn't hang out before this point, but Alex texted me and, and was like, Hey, um, you know, Channing, you know, enjoyed meeting you at the pool or whatever. And, and she's having some people over and was wondering if you and like Nate and Marcus, one of our other buddies might want to go over and hang out um, with her. And then her friend who, who was also at the pool party that we knew Nikki, they had a house together. So again, like this is all falling into my lap, Parker. This is what I try to tell you. Like, I mean, it's, it's been easy on me. It really has. I mean, you're, you're, this is like, you're the luckiest guy I know. I mean, uh, you have a beautiful girl chasing you, not once, not twice, but three times. I know. I and basically you begging to take her out to dinner. Okay, time out, because the first time I don't remember it happening. And I'm pretty sure that it was a compliment, not like, and then that's what he was saying in his well, head. So if you're making fun of me, I was like, it sounded like it's a compliment. <laughs> well, I mean, you initiated. It definitely was a compliment. And yeah. it's great because, Shannon, you were made for New York. I mean, I can't, I mean, I'm generalizing, but I don't suspect a lot of Southern girls from Arkansas putting on the full court press for a guy. Usually I think it's the more traditional other way. Typically in the South it is, but. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. New York I, I, mentality. Yeah, I, I I still feel like I should have been the one going after her because uh, I liked her, but I was probably just nervous. I mean, she was just super cute, you know. I was like, wow, and I thought she made fun of me at one point. So I was just, I don't know what to do, you know. So she made it easy. She made it easy on me. Yeah. But um, yeah, we end up going over there. I think it was, you know, this is back in the day when, when we were kids, I think it was probably a Wednesday or Thursday yeah, night. Like middle of the week. Um, and it was like me, a couple of my other buddies, like I said, and we went to her house and her roommates and we ended up going out to our bar street that mm -hmm. night. And, you know, she did come back that night. She came back and um, nothing happened at all, mm -hmm. at all. But Good. And, you know, long story short, here we are sitting in New York like nine years later. I don't I don't really think, you know, since that point. I mean, we've pretty much been together ever since yeah, then. I mean, wow. it even kind of, it all happened kind of uh, after that point, just it kind of stuck. I think mm -hmm. within a few months, we were just um, all about each other. Uh, I wasn't interested in anybody else and he wasn't either. So it's nice that it worked out that way especially at such a young age because i was only 23 he was only 25 mm -hmm. and to mm. think now that we've gone so many years and we're still together it's kind of crazy because you really don't hear about those stories much anymore yeah 
Wow, no, that's very true. That's very true. And, you know, one thing I've already picked up on, Channing, was the fact that, you know, you said I just, I couldn't help it. You know, I just, I thought he was cute. I was into him. And it's one of those things where, you know, your pride and ego and any criticism is just swallowed up by your affection for somebody. Mm -hmm. And you just really don't care. And I've been in position, I have friends in positions that are like, you know, oh, that guy looks cute, that girl looks cute. And then they don't end up saying anything. And it's like, you know, what do you have to lose? And for you, it's just like, you're like, you know what? I'm going to be fearless because, yeah, you know. Honestly, like, <laughs> this sounds kind of stupid, but I'd never like gone after somebody. Mm-hmm. And so I was in new territory, but it's just like, I I just want to get to know this guy because I, I would think I would really like him. So I, I don't know, because usually it's like you said, in the South, it's the other way around. So I've never been in a situation where I like, wanted to go and pursue something like Wes. Right. That's awesome. So you guys are, you're dating, you're hanging out. It seems like you guys were just, you know, gravitating towards each other and just love spending time with each other. So is that what the next couple of years looked like? Just mm-hmm. a kind of a upward trajectory of your relationship just evolving and growing? Yeah. So we dated for a while and, you know, two years later I moved in or a year later. You, you can't in? remember when you moved in or you asked me? A year later. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, like she said, we were, we were super young and we were kids and, you know, you know, me, I still am a kid, but um, (laughs) like seriously, seriously still kids at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, but we were dating, we, we were having a good time. We were spending pretty much every day together. Like, you know, a lot Mm -hmm. of couples do, she was Mm -hmm. staying with me or I was staying over at her house. Um, you know, going to the movies, going out to eat, still hitting like our college bar strip every Mm -hmm. once in a while. Um, and, and just having fun. And, you know, didn't really have a care in the world. I, I wasn't necessarily like starting off in my career. We weren't really thinking about, you know, what are we going to do with our lives? We're just young still having fun. And my brother ended up moving out. So Mm -hmm. I was in the house by myself and this is 11 months into us dating. It wasn't two years. She just came over one day in the car. Like, I'm telling you, she's helping me here. And she just had her clothes. Like, we talked it's about time. it. It's <laughs> time. By yourself. I guess we talked about it a little layup bit. Layup after layup. Yeah, layup after layup. But no, I think at this point, even even though I was, I guess, 25 and, and probably wasn't the most, wasn't the most mature person in the world and didn't really put a whole lot of thought into things. At this point, I was kind of like, okay, this is this is kind of a big deal. I don't necessarily want her moving in and then something goes wrong and right. she's out of the house. Um, so this is like a huge step for us to, to, to see if, I guess if we really work. Um, and yeah, she moved in 11 months. We had a house. You've been to that house, uh, back in the day and mm-hmm. I can saw a nice house. Um, and I felt like we were, we started to live the married life back then at, at like such a, such a young age before we were married. And I mean, just, you know, eating at home, not really going out that much. And I felt like we were, you know, getting to a place where we knew we wanted to be together for forever. But I, I guess we're moving into, I was, I felt like we were, I was missing something personally, um, mm-hmm. which was, you know, I wanted to get out of the South. I wanted to go somewhere else. Um, I just mm-hmm. kind of saw us being like 25 going on 45. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I wanted, wanted to make some changes. So and I'll let her talk to, to how she felt about this. But Channing is is a is a small town girl who loves her mommy and daddy, and I love yeah. that. And they live right down the road. Right. Um, so yeah, after living together for a little while, I just told her like, you know, I love you, but I, I really want to move out of Arkansas and and like do more do more with our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was like a not a hurdle for her, but it was certainly something that she um, didn't didn't know me. if she wanted to do. Yeah, it pushed me out of my comfort zone quite mm-hmm. a bit. Growing up, um, both sides of my family are right there. So my dad's a family of five kids. My mom's a family of five kids. I still have both my grandparents. I have all these cousins. And so like everything in my life up until that point surrounded a 20-mile radius. So like I went to school where I grew up and I, you know, like college and I didn't live very far from my parents when I did live by myself. So what I was used to is everything within Northwest Arkansas and just knowing that um, moving and like not being able to see my parents or my grandparents every day was really mm. scary because it's something that I'd never done or experienced before. So 
And, you know, my brother had moved away for work and it was like miserable. So I didn't really have much to go off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that the day that we moved, I was bawling my eyes out. The whole like drive, like I had to pull over and cry, but it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. It really was. And I blessed for actually getting me out of that comfort zone. Like the first couple of years, yeah, it was hard, Mm -hmm. but now it's, it's just, I love it. I really do. Not that I don't love my parents and being around them. I just like having that different kind of culture and mind and like mindset that I don't need to be in a bubble with my parents to feel like comfortable or loved. I can feel that and still be in New York or be in Charlotte or be in Nashville. So that was really great. Um, and I do thank him for bringing me out of that mindset for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I didn't realize that actually. Um, I know, you know, visiting, going to your parents' house, hanging with my boy Todd that um, yeah, you, you do have a very nuclear, strong nuclear family there. And Wes, your family is in Little Rock. Yeah. Just outside of Little Rock in a small town. Uh, right. So it was a lot easier for you to say, you know, I want to get out. And it sounds like you had this kind of internal drive, I, I guess, to experience more. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, you know, same thing with my family is similar to hers. You know, everyone is still there in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But as you know, Nate had left. Nate went to the West Coast. Who's right. my, I don't know that I said his name earlier. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of had the same feeling as he did. You know, we want to do something different than, than what our, our family's done. You know, nothing against them. Um, but yeah, just kind of be the first to, to move out of the South. And her doing that, at that time, she was doing it for me, you know, or mm-hmm. I felt like she was doing it for me, which, which meant a lot. That was a huge commitment to me because I knew that, that it was way easier for me to move. I mean, hell, you know, <laughs> I could have just slept with a backpack or something. I would have been fine. <laughs> I just had to get out of there. Um, but for her, it was a lot more difficult to, to leave her parents and, yeah. you know, little sister at that time who you know very well. Um, and her grandparents and everything. So it, it was a big commitment for her to, to leave Arkansas with me. So that was like a huge step right after the biggest step, um, because obviously to leave, I didn't want to leave his boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I didn't want, you know, her parents to, to think, hey, something potentially happened. So I wanted them to know I not only was I committed to her long term, I was, you know, committed to the family. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and making the right decision. Yeah, I had asked her dad, I guess, like, <laughs> like a few weeks before that, really, um, yeah. you know, if, if, if I could ask her to marry me and, you know, Todd was cool with it. And I also a- asked him at that point if, you know, if he was okay, if we moved out of Arkansas, yeah. um, it was a two for one. Exactly. <laughs> like the second question, probably. Yeah. Like, I wanna, before the first, I want to marry your daughter and guess what? We're, we're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to get to see her every single day. Like you're used to. Um, but no, he, he kind of understood. And, and, you know, Todd and I have always had a really good relationship. Um, so yeah, he understood and, and kind of knew where I was coming from. And, you know, I still feel like to this day, which I'm, this is good in relationships. I feel like sometimes Channing doesn't know what's good for her. And she probably thinks the same way about me, but mm-hmm. sometimes I, I feel like I need to show her the light on, on certain things. And, mm-hmm. um, and 99% of the time, you know, she'll end up, you know, being happy if, if I, right. if I show her one way or another. And right. I think at this point, you know, she's happy that we love, trust me, I was, I was wanting her to move to New York back then. And I was yeah. wanting to hang out at bounce with you and Derek. And, <laughs> John and all them. Honestly, and, <laughs> hindsight, looking in, I don't think that we would have made it through New York had we moved there. Probably not. I actually remember when you two came to SantaCon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I remember, and I remember looking down, actually. I think I was on standing on the booth, and you guys were, like, down right next to it. Right. And I looked at you guys, and I was like, I can't tell if they're, like, not having fun or just, like, mesmerized by what's going on right now. I think he was mesmerized, and I was watching him. Making- yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't know if you call it mesmerized or if you call it, I have probably like 15 beers. Yeah. And right. Had that look that, in my, but, yeah, uh, that's uh, right. True. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, I think it's good that, you know, we, we didn't move up here. Then we were up here now and we're a little bit, yeah. I'm a little bit more mature. We're, we're more like, you know, solid in our, uh, mm-hmm. not in our relationship. We've always been solid, but in career and, and kind of you know where we're looking to go. Yeah. I think that we could have potentially, you know, moved back to Arkansas, but I, I don't think anything ever would have would have gotten in between us. Yeah, that's awesome. And then Channing, it sounds like, um, well, to, to go back to your point, Wes, I mean, that's it seems like a big part of like finding someone, selecting someone to settle down with forever is that you want someone to enhance you and you want to be able to reciprocate and enhance them. And for yeah. it to be a two-way street, 
And it sounds like you guys have found that perfect match with each other, which is great. And Channing, just to go back to you, did you anticipate ever leaving Northwest Arkansas? Like when you were in college or out of college or did you no. think, did you want to or think that you would have moved out? No, I never did just because like nobody in my family ever did. Like they went away for school and then came back. So it just was, it was just very foreign to me. Most of them leave the state for school. I mean, some of your aunts and uncles, but. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, my yeah. parents didn't, but like my uh, right. uncles on my dad's side both did. Yeah. And then um, Blayton moved for a little bit for work. And then, but everybody came back. So I guess in my mind, I was just thinking that I'd always stay in Arkansas. I also think that it's kind of a testament to trusting one another. And that's like my biggest thing with, with Wes is like, I know I can trust him 100% all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's not something I've ever had in a relationship before him. Yeah. And I think that he trusts me 100% too. It's like, I will always be there for him and he will always be there for me no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really nice to just have that stability. I think if all else fails and like, I mean, we don't fight very often, but when we do, we both know like at the end of the day, we're going to be fine because we're going to make up in about 30 minutes and everything's going to be good. Right. Right. Exactly. You guys have that long-term foundation. And I, I definitely have noticed that about you guys um, that you really do trust one another. And obviously that is a huge cornerstone. Mm -hmm. has to be in any major cornerstone it is like <laughs> it you know, is. young and you for me anyways I, i'm not gonna speak for anybody else but i had a streak of jealousy that was just so ugly i was a very jealous person mm -hmm. and I, I know that wes would never do anything to hurt me and it it feels very good to have that trust in him mm -hmm. yeah i agree i think wes is definitely Loyalty, I think, is a is a great, accurate word to describe him. Uh, your guys are loyal to each other, which mm -hmm. is awesome. Yeah. And probably stems from, you know, family values that you guys learned. And it's funny, Channing, because it's like you've moved to so many places, but you're still an Arkansas girl at heart, mm -hmm. which I feel like is a big anchor for you. Big time. Yeah, um, I'm proud to be from Arkansas. I, I love pe telling people that I'm from Arkansas. I think that it's great that yeah. you've been able to accomplish so much just coming from such small places. Mm -hmm. And it's just nice for, I don't know, it's just nice to say like, yeah, I'm from Arkansas and I'm living here and I'm working for a huge corporation and I love it. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So you guys have just moved, you know, it was a big change for Channing, but she's obviously very thankful that you did that for her, Wes. So you guys moved to Charlotte. So let's talk a little bit about Charlotte life and that adjustment. Yeah, I mean, we moved and one thing, I don't know if if you know this, when we moved, we were jobless. So it wasn't like one of us found a job in North Carolina. We were kind of going out there to uh, to make it on our own as a couple, you know? Hi. No. <laughs> Nobody we knew lived there. Yeah, no one we knew lived there. Um, yeah, our family wasn't going to be there. None of our, our friends were going to be there. But at this point, I, we were lo I was looking to move, obviously. She was not going to leave the South at this point. So that kind of narrowed down the region of the country for me. Um, and I was just kind of looking for cities that had a really good job market. Um, you know, the cost of living wasn't outrageous, which most of the South is, is fairly cheap anyways. Uh, we knew that we, we didn't want to go to Florida, didn't want to do some of the typical cities yeah, that people might do. That. We actually had a layover in where we were kind of stuck in Charlotte. We missed a connection. Mm. And we had a good night there, too. Um, so that's kind of where we landed. Also, like I didn't want to go to New York, but I said I'd go to Charlotte. That's good compromise. <laughs> well, not really. I mean, that's insulting in New York, but yeah. No, I mean, no, great city, you know, low cost living, good job market. So we're going to go out there. We moved in to, to downtown Charlotte, got a nice little apartment. Um, we did find jobs fairly quickly. You know, it's not like pandemic world or anything uh, where, where stuff hits the fan. But no, we, we found jobs fairly quickly, not necessarily jobs that we wanted, uh, but it was at least a, a good way to start. And I think it was a step in the right direction. Um, we both were not making what we wanted to make, but working towards making what we wanted to make and just having our foot in the door. Yeah. and But most importantly, we were making it on our own. You know, yeah. it was just us two. Um, yeah. So we were learning, you know, how to how to, how live, to live together, together. Uh, in a different else. state. Yeah, without anyone else around us cooking us dinners, you know, yeah. picking up tabs, whatever it may be. No um, mama Z's. No, yeah, no, no. mama Z's. 
still miss that place. But yeah, no, everything was 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 going well. We we started to build a a, a group of friends out there actually through Channing's work. Mm-hmm. Probably eight or nine months after living there, we both uh, landed our second jobs. We were recruited to, to two new places and these were really good organizations to work for. The money was a lot better. Um, at this point we were just doing really well. Like, Hey, look in, in under a year, we, we've made it out here. We have these careers that we love. I, it was like my first real sales role. Um, Channing was working for a really good marketing agency um, in Charlotte. And everything was 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 going well. Our wedding was coming up. Um, I guess it was the wedding was back in Arkansas a year after being in Charlotte. Yeah. So we got engaged in July and we got married that next September. Okay. Mm. So yeah. So we'd been in Charlotte for a little over a year. About a year. Yeah. yeah. And so we came back home in September, um, got married, and then went on a great little honeymoon. And came back to our life in Charlotte, where we were just newlyweds and loving every minute of it. You're just gonna like, you're just gonna gloss over the wedding. And yeah. Let's talk about the wedding. I mean, yeah, I the great. wedding. I was there. Yeah. Sean was there. I mean, Sean was there. Parker, yeah. Sean, everyone, our wedding. Um, that was amazing. It was an amazing wedding. So the church that we got married in was actually this is like those like homegrown roots. My grandparents and my parents were both married in the same church same parish wow that's where we got married we had our uh, reception in the town hall mm-hmm. good food some good dancing Blair, hey Blair's my little sister and parker caught the garter <laughs> yes that was uh, the highlight photos together it was just a really good time um Anything that you want to add for our wedding? No, it was awesome. It yeah, was, you know, it was, a, it, was at the, it was at the fam. I'm not Catholic, um, but yeah, like like she said, her her grandmother was married there. Her grandfather and grandmother were married there. Her, her parents were married there, and then we were married there. Now, you know, her, her brother's since been married there. Um, so it's just wow. that Catholic church means a lot to their family. Um, that's where the great festival is. Yeah. Uh, um, so no, <laughs> it was it was a very like you know smaller intimate wedding. We did the reception there in in the hall um yeah it was just it was a cute little wedding and then mm-hmm. um that next day we we drove back to charlotte which sucked but um, yeah we drove all the way back to charlotte and we caught a flight to italy for the honeymoon yeah oh, and our daughter uh, this whole time too so yeah oh bomber yes for the wedding and then we brought him back took him to or i guess i think we took him to a friend's house and then ported a plane yeah wow. I mean, yeah, it was a, what was that, 14-hour drive? Yeah, it was like it was like a 14-hour drive, and then the next yeah. day, you know, that, I don't know, that flight's what, nine hours? Six, oh, yeah, nine hours, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know the honeymoon was fun. I, I know my boy Wes always does it big. He loves a bougie life. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Um, yeah. Did you have a hot tub in, like, in the middle of the bedroom? So when we were yeah, in, we did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the honeymoon right yeah. here, Parker. <laughs> where are we taking this? Where are we taking no, this conversation? No, no, let's let's keep it PG. You know, there might be kids listening. <laughs> the bath in our in our honeymoon suite was like a hot tub. It was huge. That's amazing. So uh, anyway, so honeymoon was great. You come back to Charlotte. You got married in I think September, was it? Yeah. I remember it's September. Okay, so you're back in Charlotte. And then Channing, yeah, you take it from here. Sure. So November, Wes had like a flag football game and I stayed back to clean the apartment. I wasn't feeling very good and I didn't know what happened, but I ended up waking up on the floor and I had scratches on my feet. I had a bump on my head and I just thought, oh, well, maybe it was like cleaning fumes or whatever. And I just passed out. So I went and laid in bed. And then Wes got home and I I felt better. So I didn't think anything of it. And then I kept having like kind of that same feeling. I didn't pass out, but I kept having that same feeling. It was really starting to stress me out. And there was one point where I went on a run and I just had to sit down and like gather myself and walk back. And then the time that I actually scheduled my appointment was we were on our way to dinner and we were walking there. I I just had a panic attack. Like I couldn't, Mm. I didn't know where I was. Like my head hurt. Like I I had ringing in my ears. Yeah, I think that was actually the January 1st. Because I think we were going to go out to eat with them after. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, so we had already gone home for Christmas and came back. And then um, 
I set up an appointment with just a general doctor and they sent me to get like an EKG and an EEG, which one's for your heart, one's for your head. Mm -hmm. The heart one was first. And I was like the youngest person in there by like 50 years. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was like, it's not my heart, it's my head. And my dad has epilepsy. So I was thinking the whole time, I was like, I have epilepsy. So then I have an MRI before they can hook me up to the EEG. And that's when it kind of all was a big nightmare. Um, I had sold my car at this point because I could walk to work. So Wes dropped me off and uh, asked if he wanted me to, or if he should stay. And I said, no, it's just an MRI. Like I don't, I don't have anything wrong. I has seizures. I know that it's genetic. And um, at this point, my biggest worry was having to be on seizure medication. Uh, in the MRI, I was asked like three times if I had anybody with me or didn't. I was starting to get a little nervous, but it was the first MRI I've ever had. So I was like, well, maybe this is just, a typical MRI. I don't know. Well, then they asked me to wait into the waiting room and I got nervous and I called him and I said, well, they've asked me to wait. I'll just let you know what they say. And I was trying to keep calm and it was like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And then the technician came out, just told me I had to go to the emergency room and I just lost it. And I called, I was like, I, I haven't, I was like, I I've never been to the hospital here. I don't know where the emergency room is. Like my mind just like went. Yeah, I can imagine. So I called Wes and I was pretty frantic. He came and got me, went to the emergency room. By that time I'd like calmed down, rushed back into the ER. Um, we ended up getting confirmation that I had a tumor in my head and went home. We had, uh, Wes was smart enough to ask for the MRI results. And I have a uncle who's a neurosurgeon in Missouri. So he called him with kind of what the results were. At this point, I hadn't talked to my mom really. She had texted me earlier that day because my, my MRI was at like seven in the morning so I could get to work. And it wasn't until we got home at like four that we actually called her and let her know. And it was pretty rapid fire after that. It was um, surgery and surgery confirmed it was cancer. And then it went to, I think it was like, a, how many weeks was I off before treatment? Like eight, six, eight? No, like before? So I, I had no, surgery. I think it was just a few weeks before you started radiation. No, because I had to heal mm. and I was off work. I think it's six weeks I had to heal and then I started radiation and chemo. Yeah. Wow. wow. So they, they detected it early, it sounds like, right? Was it early and it's... Not Oh, not really? Oh, yeah. I mean, conflicting uh, con conflicting stories on that. So yeah. I don't know. Actually, I'll kind of get into my story of, of, of that day and, and those mm. months. But actually, we have... We're in New York now, which one of the benefits of being in New York, other than, you know, getting to go out and experience like the best restaurants in the world and the arts in, in the world is... We, we truly do have the best doctors in the world up mm -hmm. here too. So her neurologist up here, um, who's at Sloan Kettering, is possibly like the best doctor in the world for grade two and grade three tumors. Astrocytoma brain is what it's called, tumors, yeah. brain tumors. So what's cool now is he's wanting to get those results from the initial surgery and, and he kind of wants to look at it because he's a little bit partial to, to his views on whether or not that was a slow growing or fast growing tumor. So it's funny you ask that because we're, we're in the process of actually getting those results from, I guess, five years ago now up to New York for them to take a look at it and, and kind of say what, what they think about it. Um, wow. That, that's cool that, that we're going to get his perspective because he's yeah. like, he's the LeBron. Of, he's the of goat. That. He's yeah, the goat. He's yeah. So for sure. it's a good feeling. Um, so, um, yeah. So waiting on those results, which hopefully he comes mm. back to lower grade than what we were told. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that's why I was stressing like earlier. Um, everything's going great, which we still, you know, everything is still growing great for us. We're, we're mm -hmm. actually very blessed people. Uh, but you know, things can change in the matter of literally in the matter of minutes, your life can yeah. change in the most you know unexpected ways. And you hear you hear things like that, Parker. I know that obviously your family has has dealt with some some big changes that you know you don't foresee coming. Um, yeah. you, know, you hear about how these things can happen, and everyone says like that's not going to happen to me. I mean, at this point, Channing was twenty five or six. I was twenty six. Twenty six. She was running literally like five miles, like you know, four or five times a week. Um, what she's she's doing, you know, now again, but you just don't think something like this can affect your life. But right. it did. Um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but it kind of just just the way I felt, you know, went out that that day, like football, came back in and, you know, Channing cleans the the house or the apartment, you know, every Saturday. She still does it in New York, even if it's clean, like <laughs> clean and it's like 500 square feet. So we're good. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> came back and I could tell that, you know, the apartment wasn't clean because there was you know, some um, some cleaning bottles and stuff setting out. So I walked through the bathroom into the bedroom and the bed wasn't made and she was laying in there and but I never take naps. Never take I naps. I never take naps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big napper. I, yeah. Maybe yeah. Too, you know me. Um, anyways, I'm, you know, hey, what's going on? She kind of, she told me I passed out and everything. And I always think looking back on this now that I'm a little bit older and that we've been through this is I just didn't think anything of it. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, maybe you didn't eat enough or, you know, maybe you are epileptic like your dad. Never in my wildest dreams thought that she had a brain tumor. Obviously didn't think that she was making anything up. I just thought it was something simple. Like people pass out sometimes. Yeah. Right. Heat stroke or or just from, from the heat in general. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's, you know, the summer, you know, maybe you didn't eat, could be, I don't know, hormones or something. You know, I don't know. So anyways, I was like, well, I'm going to go, you know, meet one of my buddies for a beer. Like, you know, you're supposed to go down there with us. Cause as you know, Parker Channing's always, she's always in the mix. Always Uh, in the mix. That's what I love about her. Yeah. I mean, that's never backs down. No, that's something unique to our, to our relationship. Like always, she's always down to kick it with the guys. But anyways, I go meet my buddy downtown and I told her, Hey, come, you know, come down there and have a beer if you feel better. So she did. She came down there probably an hour after we'd been down there. Um, and everything was, was pretty good that yeah, day, I but mean, I didn't feel bad that night. It was just, yeah. And I guess maybe it's cause I was so young, but like, I, yeah, I was 25 when it happened. So I was yeah. like, Oh, I'd bump my head. I'm going to put a hat on and go out yeah. there. But, um, yeah. yeah, I guess over, so, you know, we had the holidays, we went home and she was having some, like she said, she was having these pretty unique moments where, I mean, it, she, it was hard for her to explain. It's hard for the doctors to explain it to us, but I guess it's called like an aura, which is mm-hmm. a mini seizure from what we come, come to, to learn, um, mm-hmm. which I guess you're just kind of discombobulated for probably like 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah. Uh, and this was happening a lot. And so it did, we, it, wow. it started to, to scare us quite a bit. And then like she mentioned earlier, I think she had a, a pretty severe one uh, on January 1st and she was like, I have to go see someone. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, at this point, at this point, I still thought it was epilepsy because I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything. Her dad also is so wishful thinking. Like you don't want to yeah. think about yeah. the worst, right? Yeah, exactly. Because her dad, her dad does fine. Like he's on medication and maybe he'll have like one scenario every year uh, where he has like, you know, kind of a minor seizure. Um, so anyways, she gets, uh, you know, she gets with the specialist, they go through the test. She goes for the MRI. I'm at work. I dropped her off at the MRI. Again, I keep stressing this, not thinking anything, or I would have mm-hmm. stayed at the MRI. I'm still pissed off myself that I wasn't there. Well, I mean, I also told him that I didn't need him. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, cause at that point, like our jobs were like so important. Like I wanted to get out of my, I was gonna go Uber to my work right after the MRI. I wasn't gonna hang around. Yeah, right. she's ready to go. Like, I, no, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go over yeah, here and I'm gonna go to work. It was, was like, it's it gonna was, take 30 minutes and then I go to work. Yeah, right. Like a mile away from where she worked, and I worked yeah. a little bit. I worked in in like South Charlotte, so it was a little bit further down. So okay, like you know, go do the MRI, and I get a call probably forty five minutes after I've been at work. Like you have to come get me. They're telling me I have to go to the ER. So at this at this point, I'm I'm panicked. I'm like, okay, what the hell is this? Like, start thinking back, you know, over what's been going on over the past month, and I'm like really scared at this point. Like, why are they telling her that she needs to go to the ER? Mm-hmm. Like, Something's something's majorly Even wrong. Still, at that point, I was like, I have an aneurysm. Like yeah. nothing in my head was thinking that I had a tumor. Right, right. You did, yeah. Especially at that young of an age, you're like, right. The odds are just not. Or, the odds are in my favor of not having. Yeah, it. yeah exactly. Yeah, it's so. just crazy. So, anyways, I, yeah, I, I go pick her up. We go to the ER um, for probably the first time that most are in the ER. We don't sit there for two hours. They get us in immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see the ER doctor, you know, who's not a, a neurologist, he's an ER doctor and they do amazing work. Don't get me wrong. And they have to obviously deliver, you know, certain yeah, information every single day. That's, that's probably not the funnest thing to do in the world, but he's like, yeah, you have a small brain tumor. Typically, you know, they're benign. It's not a whole lot to worry about, you know, blah, blah, blah. So like, all right, like maybe this isn't that big of a deal. <laughs> you know? Surgery and yeah. Good. And right. he like, walks out and then the smell nurse came in. I still remember his name was Mike, super nice guy. 
and he had the report from um, like the imaging center and we're like, does it tell the size or anything like that? And he's like, yeah, it actually does. I can tell you. Um, Cause he was, he just had a really good bedside manner. He kind of made us feel, I think he really made Channing feel he comfortable. He made me feel so much better. He really yeah. did. I didn't really like the ER nurse just or ER doctor because it just didn't seem like he had any time for me, which mm. is probably true. But at that point in my life, like this is the scariest things happened to me up until this point. Like, yeah, take, um, just take a minute or five to just like explain something to me. Yeah, you're right. Right. No, I, that's definitely understandable. Yeah, because I mean, at this point, obviously, we've got a million questions. I mean, I could probably talk talk on this all day, but yeah, you know, he told us the size, and it was not a small tumor no. um, at all. But you know, I think probably like the size of a tennis ball is is really about the size of it at that point. Um, wow. But you know, he's a nurse, so he can't he can't tell us a lot from from what it actually says. Mm-hmm. So we just like literally want to leave at this point and, yeah. and go home because I think, you know, they wanted to admit her and we're like, no, like yeah, we I just want to talk, them. you know, they're like, you can't talk to the you know, neurologist for a couple of days, blah, 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 or a day. I forget what it was. So we're just going to keep you overnight. Like, no, like we're talking to him like in a day or two. Why can't we just go home and like sleep in our beds? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, we, we did get the report, you know, talked to her, her uncle. He kind of told us what he thought it was, which he ended up, you know, being pretty much spot on um but yeah i mean mm-hmm. it, life really changed in the matter of a day a day yeah yeah and the timing when i heard the news like right after you guys got married right after the honeymoon i was like my jaw hit the floor and i was like this is incredulous like yeah. I, I was incredulous um and you know obviously well i have a couple questions but um first i guess for wes and this might be, I guess, maybe a, a dark question, but a deep question. Like, did life without Channing cross your mind as she was going through this? Yeah, I mean, it crossed my mind every day, multiple times a day still. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it really, really scared me. And, you know, obviously right there in the beginning. And at this point, I do think about it every single day, but I don't think about it as much. But back then, in the beginning, it was really scary. Um and obviously she was scared too for her, her life. But I think what we did, what I always say is like, we've got to form a plan, you know, like mm-hmm. this, we're faced with this. And like, that's what we've always done as a couple is like, whatever you're faced with, like, let's at least come up with a plan here. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Like, and I think like after like a couple of days, like that's, that's where we were. This is what we're faced with. This is our plan. Um, what are we going to do here? And we started to think about like, what's the best approach here yeah wow and then Channing obviously I mean confronting death that had to obviously have crossed your mind a lot I mean what was what was going on in your heart and your mind well it's just crazy because everything changed in that moment and it's not just about like will I live or die it's also like will I be able to have a family you know am I be here in four years am I going to be here and like I was saying the thing is like am I going to make it till I'm 40 like I just wow. all these like very um yeah dark thoughts just pop through your head and there's and it's just i don't know it's so the way that i kind of worked through it is i just went about my life normal mm. i didn't want anybody to know what was going on i didn't want anybody to know i had been going through a treatment um i got and a phenomenal, my mom owns a wig shop. She went through breast cancer, lost her hair. Mm. Started a wig shop of real hair. Like she sent me a beautiful one. I wore it every day. I would go get radiation, come home, get ready, go to work, come home, do my chemo. Wow. Like I did everything like I was like, just like a normal day, because I feel like if I would have sat and thought about it too much, I would just fall into like a deep depression. I didn't want to do yeah. that. So yeah. the whole time I would like, we went out on the weekends. So like I was trying to live as much of a normal life as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably the best mentality that you can have is, you know, not letting it just rule you day in and day out and kind of just being in the moment, living in the present and saying, you know, it's out of my control at this point, you know? I mean, just having to make peace with a lot of things that change in your life because of something like that is hard but 
like I said, you have to work through it because if, if you sit and you just waller in it for too long, you will go insane and you will go really dark. Yeah. Wow. And so then, yeah, you went through the chemo, went through the radiation and, you know, how, give us an update now. Like, how, how are you feeling now? And I'm great. Um, I have a scan uh, twice a year. All have been good since my, I just completed a four years post treatment. No. Wow. No reoccurrence. Um, nothing's grown. <laughs> nothing's uh, come back. So I'm good. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And that's and, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and have there, I mean, I'm sure there's been tons, but I mean, do you guys, like, what's your mentality now? I mean, obviously, Channing, for you, you must appreciate life and be so much, you know, even more grateful than you previously. I know, I know you were obviously very grateful before, but now, and same thing with Wes. I mean, Wes, you must, I mean, Channing, just to bring it back full circle, the reason probably why you guys make up so easily and quickly is because, I mean, you guys went through hell together and everything else, in, you know, in retrospect is like nothing. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, like, we, I've been there for him in some of his dark places. He's been there for me in some of my dark places. And it's like, it's both of us as a give and take. Mm-hmm. And honestly, at this point, it's just, I know that whatever comes our way, we're fine because we've already dealt with a lot. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that we've dealt with that a lot of young couples, not to say that, like, I understand that people have it worse, but for our sake, we've been through a ton together. And just being able to come out on the other side stronger, better, more understanding, and yeah. actually like knowing that we're a team, that we're partners, has been everything. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I'm going to have a bad day. Of course, I'm going to gripe and complain <laughs> about some stuff. Like, right. Of course. We're human. But uh, nothing seems as big. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, even, I mean, getting the cold or flu or. I actually have not been physically sick since I had treatment. Really? Wow. <laughs> Which I think is weird, but no, I haven't. I didn't yeah, whatever they did. Treatment either, so who knows? <laughs> wow. That's, know. Wow. And um, yeah, I mean, and just going through that experience, did you guys learn anything different? Did you learn anything new about yourself, Channing? Did you learn, Wes, did you learn anything new about yourself? I mean... Obviously, as you said, you're so young yeah. that you kind of had to learn to grow quickly. Yeah, I don't know that I necessarily learned anything about myself, um, but I just learned that she was like the strongest person I knew, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, being her, she, the doctor told her, you know, you can't go back to work. For like a month after surgery, she talked her way back in after two weeks, which was ridiculous. I'm like, just, <laughs> oh my, you just had brain surgery and, you know, you're getting like, you know, short-term disability, but she wanted to go back because she, you know, she wanted to live the normal, you know, just a normal life of a 26 year old that goes to work. Um, and yeah, to yeah. see her go through that year. And, and, you know, obviously there's some points where the chemo was affecting, you know, the way she felt, but to see her still like want to go out to eat, we still traveled. I think we went to, yeah, to yeah we went to Hong Kong that year. I think, you know, we, we went to New York a couple yeah. times, actually. Couple times, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Travel yeah. a lot. Uh, you know, she lost her hair, she went through radiation, but she was like such a trooper. She, you know, we, we still live like as, as crazy as it sounds, like live like almost like a pretty normal, yeah. you know, year that year. And in the back of the back of my mind, I was nervous for her to get off treatment because I knew that that treatment as bad as it was, was still like really keeping her alive at this point. So yeah, I was like, I was kind of nervous for that year to come up, but you know, that year came up and went and that's been, I guess, what, uh, four years since then, a little over four years. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think things are looking up, but that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's just, she's, it's, she's crazy. <laughs> I mean that, that obviously Channing to your point about trust going through that together. I mean, mm-hmm. that probably definitely solidified. And there was anything that you learned about yourself. I think I just have a strong, I think I have a strong mind, honestly, and not that I'm smart or that I'm clever. I just think I have, a strong uh, mindset. I've always tried to be positive. I've always tried to like get through the worst. I've always tried to just keep going. Mm-hmm. I think that it proved to me that, you know, I can get through stuff just being mentally strong and stable. 
And even when, you know, things come crashing down, just knowing like, Hey, I have, at least I have my mentality, like my body can break, but my mind is okay. Mm. Was a big one. And then also like three months into marriage and your wife is like going through surgery and chemo and all that stuff. If he didn't leave me, then he's not leaving me now. <laughs> yeah, right. Best husband in the entire world. You did. Um, and yeah, so I'm like, I'm very grateful because that's a bit, it's a huge thing for him. Like I, and it sounds so silly, but I'm glad it happened to me because if it happened to him, I don't, I would be a nervous freaking wreck all the time. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Um, and just knowing that I had the mental capability to do it, like to take it on myself was fine. Yeah. Um, so thankful that he was there for me all the time. Um, I think sometimes I even tried to push him away because I was like, I can do this, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just having him there. And even like, when, so when we moved to Nashville after treatment, because um, somehow in my head, I thought that that was closer to Arkansas. And then Nashville got kind of dark and that's when we came up here. And I think that that's when I told him, I was like, now we got to do what you want to do. Like, mm. we need to get here. And luckily, I yeah. love it. it's been great. Yeah. Now that you're like, all right, Wes, you've been through thick and thin with me. Yeah. <laughs> the least I, I could do. The least I could do. And I mean, Chan, this is more that you talk and reveal things about yourself. I'm like, this girl is New York through and through. Like, <laughs> businesswoman, the resiliency, the go-getter. Like, I mean, she is New York in all the best ways. Um so we have about five minutes left um four or five minutes and you know we'll end on a well everything did end on a positive note but we'll end on a positive current note with where you guys are at now and tell me like how are you loving new york and do you have any like final words of wisdom or advice or anything you guys want to share sure yeah um so we absolutely i'll speak for the both both of us we absolutely love new york um we always, when we would come up here, I would think, man, I could live here. Maybe I couldn't. I don't know if, if I'm really cut out for it. Maybe I'm not, like, really, but I love it regardless. <laughs> um, but, no, we live in Greenwich Village. Um, we, we did. We lived in Brooklyn the first year. And what's funny is, you know, Channing never wanted to move to New York necessarily because New York is big and it's overwhelming and it's expensive and blah, blah, blah. So we live in Brooklyn one year and then we moved to Manhattan. She just tells me three weeks ago, I'm like, you know, we could potentially move back to Brooklyn, get a bigger place. Like it was fun to live in the city. She's like, no, nah, I'm never leaving Manhattan. <laughs> I'm like, well, what the hell? We could have done this years ago. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we love it here. I'll, I'll let her speak to what she thinks. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do. I really love it. Um, I like it better than Brooklyn. Um, it's been nice too because we've been exploring the city together, just like some of the things that most New Yorkers don't go see. <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty of that for sure. Yeah, so it's been nice, and it's like I said, like we are married and we do get on each other's nerves, but we spend so much time together that like our weekends are just together all the time. Mm -hmm. And if mm -hmm. I had any advice for future couples or couples that wanted to get married, just find somebody that you can be with 24/7. And know that you're going to have your differences, but also know that you're going to have a great time. Mm. That's probably my biggest advice is just finding somebody that you truly get along with. You truly trust, has loyalty, and you are loyal to them. Yeah. And just make sure that when you're together, you have a good time. Yeah. yeah I would agree with that. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you commit, like, it, it's a big commitment. When you commit, yes. you better commit. Because this mm -hmm. is for life. It really is yeah. for, for the two of us. There's... There's literally no way um, that this wouldn't be for life. Seriously, yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah, you just you have to you have to trust, but you got to remember things can can flip so quickly. So, you know, with that with that soulmate, that person that you're gonna spend your life with, like, you just have to to love them every single day as hard as you can and, and be super committed. Right, and not be afraid of changing either. So, like, if your mm -hmm. situation or if you're your situation or your dynamic or something that's happening in your life, you need to be able to pivot and you need to be able to change together, not change apart. And that's kind mm -hmm. of done really well is, you know, there's times where I need to change for him and there's times where he needs to like back me and we do it together seamlessly. Yeah. That's amazing. It seems like that's kind of a, a secret to successful marriage is if you put us ahead of me, 
at all mm-hmm. times. You know, you put the team first, right? Like they say in, in sports all the time, <laughs> which is why the Hogs did so well in March Madness. But if you put the team first above the individual, um, the good things happen. And the tricky thing is the both individuals win. <laughs> yeah, right. the team first. So, so true. You know, and um, I've seen that exemplified in you too. And, you know, it's why I love hanging around you too. It's why I don't mind being a third wheel so much. <laughs> um, it happens a lot with that. <laughs> no, come on, Chan. Don't blow me up. Um, no, just like but, with- Oh, I thought you meant me being a third wheel. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's you guys just like, I love being around couples like you because it gives me hope, which is why I want to do this podcast in the first place. It gives me hope to find someone and not that I'm just going to like compare them, but like, you know, I want to find what you guys have, you know, what you had, what you have and what you're going to have. Um, and that's yeah, everything that you mentioned, Shannon and Wes. So, um, so on that note, we are about to run out of time. Um, this has been an amazing, amazing show. You guys are awesome. I can't believe we just flew by. That was hour and 20 minutes that we just walked by. And I'll give the final call. Woo! Pig! Suey! <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Love you, Parker. All right. Have a great night. Thanks for joining. Thanks.